0: all right everyone welcome back to the green mountain sports roundup i am ernesto sanchez i'm here with marty griffin and john downing and we're here to give you a quick recap of our lives in sports this week boys how we doing been a good week
1: you know why I'm not happy. Oh. We'll get into that in a little bit, but Jesus. it's a great. Well, can, can I just own
0: a moment, please? Yeah, of course,
1: and of thank course. you. You didn't even want the moment. Yeah, you, you,
0: <laughs> you were a beaten man going into it.
1: It was, and again, I just and did not boring. want to watch the last five minutes of that game, but we'll get into that, but it, oh, all in all, good week, a lot of new things on the rise, so. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's talk some trash.
0: <laughs> well, before we, before we get into that, let's uh, let's give our number sevens and open our beers. Yes, thanks, Marty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm obviously going to go with the two-time Super Bowl champ, 2004 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, six-time Pro Bowler with 355 touchdowns, 55,010 yards, a record of 142, 67, and 1. Big Ben... Ben Roethlisberger. I ah,
1: thought this was Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what Who you got this week, Marty?
1: Oh. The one of the greatest quarterbacks in modern NFL's history.
0: I already said Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Come on. No, way. John Elway, oh, Denver okay. Broncos. I know that guy. You know, nine-time Pro Bowl, 1987 MVP. T- took uh, what, he lose three titles before winning in 87, I mean 97 Four and titles. 98 before winning two. Before winning two. I thought four, it was three. lost 4 I thought lost 3. I'm going to do that research. Want to bet 5 bucks on that. No, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh probably one of the coolest uh comebacks. Talk about 47 fourth quarter uh, fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Uh, but one that we all know, the 1986 AFC Championship against the Browns. The drive. The, the drive. drive. Five minutes, two seconds, I believe. That was uh, 15 plays. Took it to overtime to win on a 38-yard field goal. 99 a lot of, yards. <clears throat> 91 yards? 99 yards. 99 uh, Okay. Well, Jesus, he's just... Well, it was the Ernest Biner fumble on the one-yard line that started it all, too. Gene Lang, I thought, fumbled that. Uh, Ernest Biner. Jesus Christ. I just can't win with this guy. It's like it's like arguing with the Oracle.
0: <laughs> anyway, who are we talking about, <laughs> Johnny? What's your number seven? No way,
2: uh, Jalen Five Rings. By the time I'm 28, Brown of the Celtics, uh, the great number seven, who was basically uh, getting pushed out. You know, he started talking. He, he started talking trash in the offseason, acting like they beat the Cavs in last year's conference finals when they actually lost in seven games. And then a few weeks ago, he did a report with, um, he was interviewed by a reporter from Beecher Report, and he claimed that he was going to have five rings by the time he was 28 years old, and the team has been struggling to find their way, in large part due to Jalen Brown, and I thought a statistic was interesting. The Celtics are now 6-0 and without Jalen Brown playing. They're 13-10 and overall. I think that says a
1: lot. Four and one in the last five.
2: But I texted you a few weeks ago saying that they're about to pull off 11 out of 13 stretch because their yeah. schedule is tits going forward right now.
1: Yeah, they definitely took advantage
0: of that. I mean, well, it's that still end. easy. Yeah. So
2: they're going to watch. They're going to win 11 out of 13.
1: All
0: right. All right. All That's
2: right. it. That's my seven, Jalen Brown.
0: All right. Um, so I guess we will, um, we'll just dive right into it. Uh, Steelers. Or excuse me. Um, Let's
2: start with la- the last game yeah. last
0: night. Uh, Chargers at Steelers, Um, I thought, and especially uh, going into this game and all the way into halftime, you know, it it was we stuck to the script, you know. Well, give the
2: results. What was the results of the game? Final score.
0: Final score thirty three to thirty. Chargers. Chargers.
2: (laughs) Yep. Oh, no, you just have to set set it for so people
1: know. You know. I get it. I just I just feel like you're just really just going to wet like, blanket his ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, the Steelers are still a team, I fear, no matter yeah. what. Okay. Right. And I think
2: a big barometer for the Patriots in the coming weeks will be how they do at the Steelers. I think that'll be a good judge of what the Patriots can do will do going forward in the playoffs this year. So, you know, they usually beat the Steelers. Steelers are, are are still threat. They lost two in a row. They lost at Denver and they lost to the Chargers. Two good teams.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the at the next few games. The um well the Oakland game. If we if we can't win that, season's over. It's time you got a to cupcake. Start, time to pack it in, right? So we we got a nice little confidence builder before we head into New England, and um then we got another tough one against the Saints in New Orleans, which is. Just going to be hard, and also at the same time, we got um, the Baltimoreans coming up on the back end, um, winning three in a row. But
2: Baltimore's at KC this week, so
0: <clears throat> right, right.
2: So this. So you got some, you got some leeway.
0: We have a little leeway, but you know anything can happen any given Sunday, right? So uh, I'm just hoping we can put a little more space uh, in between us and Baltimore in the coming weeks, and. Um, other than KC, they got a pretty easy schedule in front of them, too. True. So um, I'm hoping that, um, yeah. I just... Okay, so
2: let's talk about the lead. Let's talk about the game itself. They had a 23-7 to lead at one point in the game, and it's the first time in history, of and it's, they're the last team of all 32 NFL teams to blow a 16-point lead or, or more in the second half.
0: Yeah, when the Steelers... So let's talk about
2: how that all went down.
0: So... The Steelers in their last um, 222 games at home um, went up by 14. Their their uh, record is 220-0-2. So this was a historic loss. Um, and uh, despite Antonio Brown having a huge day and James Conner having two touchdowns, we just uh, found a way to lose this one. And and I you know I. I posted on Facebook immediately after uh, bad teams find ways to lose. All right, so play, the last, blame game.
2: Who, who are you it on?
0: Okay. Well, uh, I got a lot of blame to go around here. All right. Um, so <laughs> first thing I want to get out of the way because I want to mention it quickly, and then I don't want to talk about it again because um, it's one of those things that's out of your control is, is the refereeing, the officiating in the game. Um, a couple really huge blown calls. Uh, that false start – um, touchdown pass. Um, I mean, the Steelers didn't even get off the line for it because it was so blatantly obvious. Everybody's like, "All right, play's dead."
2: Second quarter, thirteen nothing, or first quarter, first or second quarter, second quarter. Second quarter it was thirteen, 13 nothing. nothing. Right, and so then the, the Chargers' left tackle clearly, or right tackle, right tackle, right tackle, clearly went sides. and then the long pass to Travis Benjamin for a touchdown made it thirteen to seven.
0: Right, and that really bre- breathed a lot of life into the Chargers at the time. Uh, fun fact too is the Chargers also had a false start uh, against the Browns a few weeks ago. One of those blatant ones that didn't get called, uh, and, and that's the game. I don't know if you remember, John. The um, the ref got fired yes. immediately after that game. Um, so if we could just take a just take a quick pause here. <laughs> I don't understand why that shouldn't be a reviewable play. I understand that you want to keep the pace of the game going. But, I agree. But there's, the, the point of having replay in um, Major League Sports is to get the calls right because there's a lot of money on the line. There's, a lot, there, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able you have to. you one
2: guy, and that's their one job is to stare at the line and to make sure there are no line infractions pre-snap. Yeah. and he can't do the job, then you should be allowed to review it right. and overturn it. what right. like, didn't have nearly the effect in the Patriots game, but Stephon Diggs lined up, lined up for the Vikings offside, and the refs totally missed it. You could see the line. He was across the line where the ball was. And, and It's and, just like, how do you miss those calls?
0: And you know what? Maybe... Maybe the the NFL, because again, it is a game pacing issue. We don't, we certainly don't need to slow this day, game down anymore. Uh, but maybe they can institute something like the NHL has in in their offsides coaches challenge, where if you challenge it and it's wrong, you receive some sort of penalty. Uh, in oh, okay. in in um in the NHL, you get a bench minor, and you got to well, send it penalty. You, if you ma- lose the challenges. You know, right? I mean? Right? You but have you're two. you're only right. You you lose the challenge. <clears throat> but I think it needs to be needs to be more so that it is only used, you know. So maybe you burn it down, or or maybe you. Um, well, that that would only yeah. work for offensive. Uh, or maybe maybe it's a ten yard penalty, automatic first down.
2: Something. You know. Um, I think there's a good penalty now, though. I, I look at the way Belichick does challenges, and
0: yeah, you
2: know, if anything's questionable, and he knows that. That there's no chance of them overturning it. He won't challenge it because yeah, but he knows to- how. Mike Tomlin
0: doesn't do that. He's it's
2: imperative to save it for later in the game when it's ultra uber important. Yeah, well, no- that's where smart, good coaching. comes Yeah, exactly. Play. So
0: I'll get to that later. Right. Anyways, uh, we also had the the more than one, but at least one, really blatant block in the back uh, on that uh, punt return um, for the touchdown. That
2: that made the game twenty three to twenty one, and then the two point conversion tied it up. That that was the one you're talking. That was the beginning of the fourth quarter.
0: Right, right, beginning of the fourth quarter, and then finally, uh, at the end of the game, uh, what I thought was a little bit of a chintzy call on the uh, first false start, um, or not false start, um, offsides on the uh, on the on the missed kick.
2: On the on the game-winning kick attempt on the first one, on the first
0: one where he where he shanked it, wide left. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that was that was a call that he was, was
2: offside, though. So.
0: That was a call that was attributed to Joe Hayden, and and if you watch the replay, Joe Hayden was very much not offsides there. Not. Not. Really. Yeah, take a look at it. There's there's a, there's a little bit of movement, but not a good resource to this okay. this question, John. Huh. Because I didn't hear anything
2: about it. Take, take yeah.
0: another look at it. Okay. Um, next up on the blame train, uh, Big Ben really just not looking sharp. Uh, you know, he, he's he got all these uh, big game heroics, and especially, you know, end of the game uh, drives, doing his thing, won't go down. But every game without fail, he has two or three or four really fucking bad throws or bad decisions, you know. Um, running the ball and not sliding, and, or you know, just I, I don't, I don't know if he, you know, he just he he sees the, you know the um, the end of the tunnel, the end of the game approaching, and he's really try, he trying r- to make a stretch
2: out. every single season. No,
0: this isn't a rough stretch. This is every single game, and you see, <laughs> it's every game. and you see, well, see it was a couple games those...
2: ago that they pounded the Panthers.
1: I'm going to be on the Thursday night. That's
0: the exception, not the rule, That's journey. starting to
1: show for the Panthers. I mean, yeah, that, are they even, like, worthy to bring in the conversation?
0: So, so. We um, talk about
1: third down efficiencies, too. That they, this team still struggles in that area. Like, talking about him not going down and making bad decisions. They get third and long situations. I think there were three out of ten in third downs yesterday, which just sets them up, you know, in, in bad field positions. So. You know, when they're cruising there, that first and second down, long plays, moving, charging, but when they get in those slowdown situations, they really struggle.
2: You may not like this comment,
1: but I feel like you're starting to miss Le'Veon Bell a little bit. He was just
2: such a reliable part of that passing game, and he just knew how to get open and where to go, and he could catch every pass thrown to him, whereas a guy like Connor, like, he dropped that pass going in for a touchdown in Denver. You know, Le'Veon Bell was money in the passing game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but there's, I don't know, inconsistencies elsewhere. Um, it's, Vance, easy, it's, easy, McDonald, it's easy
1: to fall back on that kind of statement. Yeah, Vance, you know.
0: Vance McDonald had a couple really bad drops too, and, and Juju dropped a couple. and um, There's something
2: about having that outlet back you can count on.
0: Well, I mean... Yeah, I think they've lost a lot of confidence in James Conner the last couple of weeks, yeah, that, yeah. which which I don't think is helping his confidence. It's one of those things where you got a, a kid like that. It's not like we really have any other better options. You got to keep feeding him the ball, or or he's gonna he's not going to be able to get any better. He's one of those guys that does better with m- more work. He's a workhorse back. Right. Getting back to the blame game, um, Ben just absolutely completely missed Justin Hunter on what was an easy layup of a touchdown. Um, You know, just completely overthrew him. Justin Hunter goes and tries to um, lay out for it, winds up getting out of the game with the shoulder injury. Now we got Darius Hayward Bay taking snaps and that's not a good situation. Um, You know, and, and, that we'll get back to coaching, too, because they didn't dress James Washington to teach him a fucking lesson, have him sit on the sidelines and watch Justin Hunter, and then Justin Hunter gets hurt, and then James Washington can't go in the game because they sat him on the sidelines trying to teach him a lesson. Um, also, the uh, the Ben interception um, on what was just a completely lazy throw. Um, just... Inexcusable, you know. Um, he's trying to hit Vance McDonald, and and you can see I forget who the uh, the uh, defender was who uh, who pulled that in. Yeah. Um, but it, the linebacker um, just floats back, and he and you know he didn't throw the ball with any urgency. He just kind of. Lofted it up there, and it was loaders. yeah. It was an easy pick. You gotta zoom those in. He had a few underthrown passes. Yeah, you scratch I mean, your the, head all night long. The accuracy just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Chris Boswell miss misses a, an extra point. Every right? game it seems. Like. Every game it seems like I think this is his fifth or sixth of the year, uh, and that really set the stage for those for those uh, two two point conversions, right? Which helped them. Tie the game and get back into it, because they wound up being down by 16 instead of being down by 17, making it a three-possession game, right? And like it changes the whole. That's a three-point swing right there. It changes the whole complexion uh, of this game. Uh, Another (laughs) moment that was really difficult to watch and was um, Sean Davis annihilating Joe Hayden in in the end zone, his own teammate. you know, in and in it was a clear, easy interception, um, you know, f- uh, fell through it directly to Joe Kenan Hayden.
1: Yeah.
0: Joe Hayden, Sean Davis just blows him the fuck up because he has his head down going for a big hit, right? Totally unaware of where his teammates are on the field. And then, you know, <laughs> it pops into the air and Keenan Allen catches the tip, right? So um,
2: well, he was catching everything last
0: night. So not only not only does do they get the 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 touchdown there, but Joe Hayden has to go into the tent right, and Artie Burns comes on the field, and who do they target in the next play? Artie Burns, who has no fucking idea what's going on, shits his pants, and the, and they can convert the two point conversion. Um, so just really really tough to watch uh, on my end.
1: Um, you gotta, you got to give it up to, you know, you want to talk a blame game, you know, blame the Chargers and Rivers for responding yeah. that fourth quarter, 18 points. Conservative
2: play calling on the, on the part of the Steelers, yeah. too. So we were going yeah. over it earlier. The first, In the first half on first down, they were passing the ball. Yeah. You know, passing to get the lead, yeah. and they were going after and they were attacking. In the second half on first down, they ran the ball five times, passed it only once on first down. Yeah. So they were trying to run the clock. They were, tr- I mean, you know, I could say 10, 20-plus years ago, the NFL, and, and past that, that was the way to go. But now, in this modern NFL, right, you need to pass, and in, in tighter games, you need to continue to pass to win. Right. You, know, you, you know, you can only run it in situations where, you know, it's closer to the end of the game, team doesn't have timeouts, or it, it's a... You know, you've opened up the run game, but yeah. they hadn't clearly. They clearly hadn't opened up the run game much at all last night. Despite Connor's two touchdowns,
1: they weren't running right. the ball effectively. Right, and, and I think you still got to – I mean, like what I was getting back to is like this is you know a late season Chargers team, a Chargers pass that would go in and and fail to beat a, a an aspiring Super Bowl you know contender in in the Steelers at home. I think this is their only third win in 19 games in in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But also Typically, for San Diego LA, I was tr- just I was just East guessing West. a typical response by Philip Rivers by trying to do too much and in throwing interceptions. He did not throw an interception at all that game, especially in the second half when they were just responding and scoring whenever chance they were given. So a little bit of props to that team for for oh, absolutely not giving up whatsoever. And
2: they overcame the kicking issues that have plagued them so badly right. over the last few years. Uh, yeah, they've gone through what seven kickers in two penalties. years. Yeah. And the guy missed the kick to, had to win the game. When they needed to kick it, th- try three times at the end of the game to finally, finally win it. I kept texting Ernesto, saying he's gonna miss the kick. He's gonna right. miss the kick, and but the, thankfully. Yeah. You know you know, the Chargers kept going or the Steelers kept going off sides, giving the Chargers more opportunities to hit the kick. And in the end it was
1: a twenty nine yard field goal instead of a thirty nine. Right. With those offs, you know, passes. and and giving up on Eckler, you know, on thirteen tries, not getting anything, you know, twenty one yards filling in for Gordon, but then well, Justin Jackson Jim Jackson just looks, out of nowhere on of western. Well he was really good at Northwestern. Yeah. He was a
2: four year starter in Northwestern.
1: But it's like we've seen with a lot of teams this year, like if that rushing game just doesn't work, they just completely abandon it, start flinging the ball everywhere. Where time of possession shifts you, you throw interceptions and just you know the whole game plans out the door so kudos to you know the offensive coordinator and, and the head coach on that end of just kind of sticking with the run game keeping
0: it balanced and, and making it work yeah well if you think, uh, I just want to say so this. about
2: the draws the, the, the way that they were running it you know the late the draw yeah. runs that action was really working well for them yeah with Justin Jackson
0: I just want to say quickly about James Conner. I don't think Think he had as bad of a game as it as it appeared on paper, um, especially if you consider that he he had about twenty five to thirty yards taken away from him um, on on bad uh, holding penalties and frankly uh, the the one um, the one penalty on Ramon Foster was also a little chintzy for me um, you know and that was on a on a twenty yard run.
2: But in the um, end, they don't count. So. Right? No,
0: exactly. But I, I, I think um, he was running the the ball well. He had two touchdowns. He had a uh, he did have a twenty yard run uh, that did count. So that's good. Um, he does have the the leg contusion, whatever the fuck that means. Um, deep bruise. Yeah. So, it looked like it
2: was hip. Yeah, <laughs> hip injury, too. But they came out today and said he should be okay. And if not, I don't think it's the end of the world. Because as we've seen with running backs in this league, look at yeah, I'm to free doesn't. agent Philip Lindsay of the Broncos. And he's only 17 yards behind Saquon Barkley for the, you know, in the NFL rushing lead. And to be honest, Jalen Samuels, former mm-hmm. tight end slash uh, H-back from NC State, is yeah. really good. And he's right. a really good passing catch, pass, pass catcher out of the backfield. Maybe not the runner that Connor is, but I think they'll be okay. They still have a good offensive line.
0: So finally, um, in the blame game, I blame the coaches um, and and scheme, like we were talking about. Um, for Keenan Allen, nine out of his fourteen receptions, he was being covered by a linebacker. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen was absolutely ripping uh, L.J. Fort and Vince Williams apart, and that is just. Something it's a consistent we consistent problem for the Steelers. We cannot continue to do. Um, also, you know, more bad clock management. Um, more, um, you know, that that challenge. You know, on the on the juju reception, like why, why waste the time out there? Just get up there and sneak it. It's a it's six fucking inches. You know, if you have people up in the booth who know what they're doing, who know what the rules are. You know, th- yes,
2: common falls victim to listening to the players on when to challenge instead of listening to the actual replay guy. I think the players come to the sideline and say, "I caught it, I caught it," or this or that or, challenge. it, coach challenge it, and he falls victim to the emotion of the moment and says, "Okay, throw the red flag." Whereas a uh, wiser, smarter coach will say. Calm down. Calm down. Let's look at Let it. Let me talk to the review guy. Do we have a chance on this one?
0: Yeah. Right. It's and not, is it worth it? Right, is exactly. the risk worth
2: the reward mm-hmm. of challenging this play?
0: You know, in a game where you're making your drive at the five-minute mark, you know, and you're halfway down the field, you know that if you succeed getting all the way down the field, they're gonna have another drive coming back. So you have to be smart, and you have to you have to keep all three of those timeouts, in in the hopes that you can get a stop. You know, it's just, I, I, you know, I feel like, you know, all of my coaching and football scheming experience comes from playing Madden. You know? <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like there are obvious things that he's not doing, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? I remember
2: watching the playoff divisional game last year where Jacksonville upset Pittsburgh. At oh, Pittsburgh. And early in the second half, they blew – all, they were blowing all their timeouts, and at the end of the game, when they really needed them, they didn't have any more timeouts, and of course they went on to lose. I believe they had
1: timeouts by the eighth minute of that fourth quarter. I think they were all out, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Coaching.
2: Well, hopefully I hope hopefully it remains the same way it is now for a couple weeks when the Patriots go visit the Steelers. Um, I don't know. It just it takes a... An, a an act of God to get a new a coach fired in Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, it's
0: not going to happen. Divine I'm, intervention. I'm. I don't remain hopeful. Although I would like to see a, a a coaching change in special teams. Yeah, I mean,
2: for the Pittsburgh, it depends. I I think it'll depend a lot on how the season ends. If it goes down the t- tubes and flush it down the toilet, and it ends really ugly, maybe. But that's your only hope of getting a coaching change. Because if you make the playoffs and lose in the second round to KC, New England, whoever, then that's where you're expected to be, you know?
0: Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, well,
1: you know. It is what it is. Yeah, you're at Oakland next week.
0: It's just frustrating because it's, it's too.
1: Schedule favors you. It's a learning lesson for them. If they don't walk away from this learning how to do their game planning better in the second half. Then it's on the coaches. So find yeah, out in two it, weeks. It's two it's
0: two very two very winnable games in a row yeah. that were lost. And that and that's you know <clears throat> as much as I hate losing to the Patriots, I never usually feel that upset about it because it's like, well fuck, they're a right. great team.
2: I in five in the last five against the Patriots, allowing since two thousand twelve, allowing thirty five points a game to the Patriots. Yeah. And it's the same play, game plan over and over again. But we'll, we can get into that more next week and kind, yeah. of, kind of look in the head.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, 20, 20 minutes of heartache, I'm done. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we started with the last game last
2: night. Now let's uh, go back to where the week started on Thursday night where we had the Saints, who had one loss and were the number one team in the NFL, going into Dallas, who was 6-5 and five at the time and just kind of starting to get on a roll, had just won two in a row. And the Saints were... Nine-and-a-half-point favorites going Nine and in. Nine-and-a-half going in. Nine-and-a-half-point Ten favorites.
1: Ten-game winning streak coming in.
2: Ten-game winning streak. And highest,
1: highest viewed Thursday night game in history. Marty, what happened? Our Dallas Cowboys pulled it out 13-10. There's life in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, from all sides, I, I I think what shines most in that game is just the defensive intensity that was in that game from start to finish. Uh, they also, during, during this game, if you didn't watch it, they honored the 1993 Super Bowl champions. Which I heard uh, a lot of players in the locker room before that game, just giving epic speeches and just jazzing up that locker room. It just seemed like it carried over into the field the way they were flying around defensively on the field, but also talking about uh, you know holding a team like the New Orleans Saints to a shutout in the first half, fifty-six total yards,
2: twenty-two minutes to eight minutes of time of possession. In the absolutely,
1: first half. absolutely total time of possession throughout the whole game, almost thirty-seven minutes on the Cowboys' side to twenty-three on the New Orleans. Uh, And for those guys, for Dak too, you're talking about 24 out of 28, impressive game of just efficient, smart play, 248 yards, three-headed snake, you know, that we talk about Elliott now with, you know, 136 total yards, 76 rushing, 60 yards uh, in the passing game, one TD. And Cooper, eight, eight of eight targets against him for 76 yards, but he definitely... Uh, he stretches the field, and it's working out. and it's first down machine too yep, now. Absolutely, and you're just talking about uh, a guy that's, that's changing the scope of how this offense works. It's freeing up Zeke. They're throwing a lot of misdirection out there, which is really helping, and buying Dak more time. Dak, I want to point out too, was just wonderful in the fact that he just got rid of the ball when he needed to get rid of the ball. His biggest thing, almost like Roethlisberger in a lot of ways, is wanting to hold on, stretch the play, Put yourself down in a third and long. Still leads the league in fumbles, and he almost had a crucial fumble. He at just the end wings the that thing around, and I just like I just tuck it and hold on to it and get down. He just likes to just carry that thing way out way from those crucial waist. moments.
2: He needs to learn to protect yeah. the ball better. Yeah, that, that, those are those are when people say the Cowboys find ways to lose, and they're Cowboys things. That's mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff they're talking about. Are the silly pennies penalties, which they still had a few in that game, costly penalties. And then the turnovers and critical moments, those right. are the Cowboy issues. And they, they they did start to pop up a little bit in spots, but they, they overcame
1: it. did, and they overcame it. You talk about trying to maintain uh, possession and keeping the ball out of New Orleans' hands late in that game, the 13-10 game. Uh, you know, I, I probably nearly passed out three times in the last six minutes, um, but also, you know, Prescott with that huge big third down scramble, breaking a few tackles to go 11 yards and a third and 10. His the legs Col- a game changer. The Cole Beasley catch, you know, when he's diving for that third and five to stretch that game. Uh, taking the knee at the, at the final, just trying to suck every little bit of life. That game crock was right on, um, you know, where they were at with their with the total clock of burning that out. It was just a nail batter in the end. But I, I want to talk about it. I, I, I still... In a lot of my minds, looking ahead of the season, we're we're looking good as far as the schedule. We're looking for good as far as the playoffs. Um, you know, we who we have now. We we play Philly next week. That ends our three-game home stretch. So
2: if Philly wins this game here tonight, they're going to be six and six.
1: Yeah. Going to Dallas
2: seven and five. Seven and five. So if Philly wins that game, they'll both be seven and five. Right. And then it'll be. Dallas needs to keep it rolling.
1: Yep, and we got a favor. We got a pretty favorable schedule. I mean, we got like I said, it ends a th- three-game home streak with them to go and play the Colts, and who knows what they're going to bring to the table. They got shut out by the Jaguars this week. Um, we got the Bucks at home. We should win that game. They like to throw the ball around, but we we should get after them. And we end uh, with the Giants, who Giants always want to play upset this time of year. Playing their position. They're playing hard. They're playing hard. Um, but you look at it down the road, uh Eagles have to come into Dallas next week. We gotta win that game. They go into the rounds, you gotta assume they lose that game. They play the Texans. You gotta assume they lose that game because Texans do they are Why assume hot. they
2: lose that game? They're at home.
1: At, at Texans. You think
2: DeSean Watson and the Texans are gonna go into Philly and win?
1: They got a nine-game winning streak. Yeah. Have and you seen the teams that they played? We should get I into this understand.
2: later. Okay, but we'll, we'll, get into into this about, later. we'll get into this later I want to talk about the cupcakes about on that nine-game winning streak. That's
1: fine, but a lot of those cupcakes have been playing upsets to people as well. Oh, so God. and then they're yeah, at, then they're at Redskins no. at the end in, in, in the end of the season for the Eagles. Uh, Redskins, you know they go Giants, Jags, Titans, Eagles. They got a pretty cake schedule. If they win tonight, they can be on our heels right there as well. So it's it's not a ugly. It's, it's not. A, it's a very ugly. Cole McCoy just went out with division. an injury. Mark Sanchez is in. Nice, dirty Sanchez. Let's so, do it.
2: So now the Skins are on the third string quarterback. Yeah. they've got injuries all. Um, away.
1: but just uh, I still don't want to drink the Kool Aid quite yet. I I, I I'm almost Hi. in a way. I'm sorry.
0: He's been hurt too many times. Too many
1: goddamn times. They this is the time so of the good, year,
2: man. This is the time to jump on the bus and enjoy the ride. Yeah, all man. right.
1: When Tony Romo <laughs> goes into Seattle and bobbles the field goal kick and we lose by two yards and you we don't supposed continue to, to go win in. that game, we weren't supposed to win that game. But hey, I, I wouldn't expect to win that game. We weren't supposed to have a great season this year, but now I'm expected to have a great season this year. Like I just you tired to rise, player. man. I'm not. You're on the rise. Get out of my head, dude. You're on the rise. Get the hell out of my head. We could be on the rise, but I'm also going back to the fact like I'm almost like Nesto is like I just want to see some coaching changes. We have some amazing defensive talent. We have some amazing offensive players, and I don't trust that the longevity or, or the you know outlook for this team in the future of being a winning franchise Rest easy with that coaching staff. What if I just they want win out
2: it? and they finish finished season eleven and five? They win their first round wild card weekend game, and then they lose against know, possibly, at New Orleans or at the Rams. I guess that's okay? the Saints
1: or the Rams. Is that
2: okay? Is that a good enough season for you? <laughs> no, I'm just asking because I don't, I don't know what the expectations for you are. If we
1: win, because you know Garrett won't
2: get fired then. He's going fired now. Right. He'll right, he go 0-4 the rest
1: of the season, even after this game. He won't the get 0 and 4 fired. 0-4 the rest they of the season, he would yeah. get fired. No, everybody else the gets fired, and he still gets to clap. But, yeah, that's where I'm at right I, now. I'm just
2: afraid you're going to miss the bus. Like I told you the other day, in 2001, the Patriots were 5-5, five and five, and then they won their last six games. The Rams looked like world beaters, the greatest show on turf. And the Patriots went into Pittsburgh and won the AFC Championship game when they were 14-point underdogs. And they upset the Steelers at oh, Pittsburgh, and then oh, and then they go
1: with their 14-point
2: underdogs with the Rams and, the Chabal, and they somehow win, win that game. Crazier things have happened, and Crazier you have the have formula. Happened.
1: I understand we have the formula, but the, here's my thing. As a fan of all my life, I have a right now to fucking riding my own car behind this bus, and if I want to get off the off-ramp, Johnny, anytime I, I want, <laughs> I'm following it. But I'm keeping some fucking safe distance, okay. I'm on your cowboy
2: <laughs> I I'm digging I like the way that they play, I really do. I love Jalen Jalen Smith. I think he's just he flying. Jalen Smith, Lawrence and Greggy, is nice too.
1: A woozy, like there is a lot, you know, Taco, like there's a there's so much upside, I get it. But there just seems like it's trying to run with one one running shoe and a high heel. There just seems to be some type of crutch that just fucks up their pace somewhere down the line. The defense is so And I think that crutch and the high heel is a coaching staff. Backs coach, Chris Richards from Seattle, I didn't know that. No, I mean, and we know that defense plays well, but in this league, I mean, that's a, it's not a fluke. The defense played well. We won 13-10, but for us to go on fast. and play, we have to learn how to score consistently.
2: Yeah. Well, you're getting there. Cooper's really changed the offense. He gets the ball. And I And if we
1: win that division and Seattle comes in as the wild card, the one thing you I do don't know if we win that game in the playoffs. Because they are looking good right now, too. Yeah, Russell Wilson's always tough. but I know that was San Francisco yesterday, but that team is on the rise as well, and they're playing well. That receiving core is nasty. Yeah, oh yeah they're making the playoffs. Yeah. Their schedule is tits, too. And that will be the team that comes in and yeah, slaps us in chance. the face.
2: Slaps you in the face? Could be. <laughs> Could be.
1: We'll see. I'm not getting in that fucking bus, Johnny. On to you. I, it
2: disappoints me, it really does. I feel I'm afraid you're gonna miss a good ride.
1: Eight. If I'm if I'm sitting up here, you know, second playoffs, and I'm like, ooh, I knew this, I knew it was going to happen all the way, kick me square in the nuts, slap me in the I
0: face and say, I don't man. deserve like it. I don't man. We just knocked <laughs> out the
2: number one team. I don't want to celebrate. When's golf start again? We we are, are you a Cowboys fan?
0: No, what's going on there? I I I'm team. digging the way they play.
2: I love you it. Like so you know they what I hate is, you can oh yeah, I'm not a big fan of Dak. But I do like Amari Cooper, but that defense is just—I—I I a Jalen Smith jersey. I think it's a th- it's a throwback so right now in this to league to see a defense play like it. I've never seen Drew Brees in the Saints' offense look like that.
1: Never, never. I've I've never seen them look. Fewest point scored in three years. You know, I mean, it's definitely it was a slap in the face. It made them look like not like, not Drew Brees, like the like, opposite of Drew Brees. Does that take? Does that really knock him way off the MVP race? Yes, yeah, so yeah, big time, yeah, big time. Because it was I a, to, yeah, I have to grade to that. Oh
2: boy, we. Woo! Have to Adrian Peterson, 90-yard touchdown run. The ageless one. Wow. Oh Redskins up God.
1: 10-7, second quarter. I think he has a Philwell celebration where he spanks his kid with a belt. Oh, fuck.
2: All right, so but so we're going to get into the rest of the week's games. <laughs> but that's a great topic of conversation because I think that the next topic is that we need to bring up is the story of the week is the Kareem Hunt story. Oh, Guys, okay. what are your thoughts on the Kareem Hunt story? Kareem Hunt, Friday, it comes out that there's a video that he was punching, kicking a woman, and he pushed her down, and then he kicks her, and TMZ releases the video, and a couple hours later, the Chiefs end up releasing
1: Kareem Saying Hunt. he fabricated the story. They were more upset of, about the lie yeah. itself yeah, that the, they love, li- well, which is course. kind of makes weird. Look well. So I
0: think, I, think the, uh, I think the NFL and um, and the Chiefs had this video, Forever ago. It's a hotel video. It's easy. It's not hard to get.
2: Well, the Chiefs... So the Chiefs, the reason they cut him is because they, they, he lied. So they didn't have it. The Chiefs didn't have it. I think the NFL may have had it. I don't they, know. You know what I heard today? I'm sorry. The NFL said stop to the Chiefs, stop pursuing this video. Really? Yes. That's... uh. Director of Personnel Troy Vincent oh, told okay. the Chiefs to stop pursuing the video. So so we they did we all watch the video? and watched the video. They took Kareem. Yeah, they they, they took Kareem Hunt's word, and Kareem Hunt said <sighs> nothing. This bad th- happened.
1: When would you ever just take their word? I, that just it blows it my just, mind. For
2: me, as a Patriots and it's, Brady fan, they were investigating DeflateGate the next freaking day, and then they took him off the field for four games. And for them to say, don't. Don't even bother trying to look for the video. So they and I think the NFL obviously saw it, and the Chiefs just ha- didn't. Was this and buying they time to pay Friday. said
1: parties off to not release that video? To to you know something happened.
2: Something happened because the the incident itself happened on in February of last year. Right, and he was the NFL's leading rusher last year. And the Chiefs, you, if you follow football at all, you know that the Chiefs have an unbelievable, you know elite offense and kareem hunt is a big part of that how do you think it affects the chiefs going
0: forward you know so I, th- I think they i think they saw the video they saw that it wasn't as bad as as the um uh who's the guy who beat the ray, rice. ray, rice. The ray rice video yeah it wasn't as bad as the ray rice video you know if you watch it it doesn't you know obviously it's horrible uh but it doesn't you know you're not like, oh my God, he just beat the shit out of it. it it's the like, kick
2: at the end that's the
1: worst. Yeah,
0: but even still, like he just kind of kicks her in the ass, you but know, he what I, her. and knocks. No, of course, of I course,
1: I am. I don't think anybody's no justifying of, like is a, you know, a hit as a hit or. A, I, mean, I mean, no he, part of me is defending he is completely this i just for his the
0: perception of it to them. they were just like, all right, we're not gonna get crucified for burying this. Let's just fucking bury it. Um, and and I think this. You know, the NFL uh, in general really needs to be called out and they need to rewrite their. Um, you know, there their, needs to be clear, precise co- rules conduct. on these
1: conducts. Personal conduct pol- policy just flat, needs to just be, be clearly flat out. defined. It just needs right. to be flat out. No ifs or buts. Six game or eight game. No matter if you're a three time Super Bowl champion or a walk on, a rule's a rule. You break it you deal with the consequences. Absolutely. And what they're it's, dealing it's with vain. right now is with how they suspended Rice and how he's not been let back in the league. And now you got one of the top-selling jersey guys, you know, as far as but apparel. You and last Ezekiel last year. Ezekiel, you know, that these guys are, you know, the NFL is tired of these black guys. They want these players on the field and they're just struggling with how to deal with that and this is what we just see on videos you can't sit there and tell me this is the first time he's never been in a physical altercation with a woman if you act oh, that way publicly right. for any of those guys so this is what we just get to see um but he's got he's got a least face not only this year but a full year in my mind next year
2: uh, well, So so he went into waivers when the Chiefs released him and no team claimed him. So now he's a he's a free agent and they say he's guaranteed at least a 6 game suspension. So pending investigation. So he's clearly out for the rest of the season this year. No one's going to pick him up this year. I, I I think a team will in the offseason, but again, that he's going to have to face at least a 6 game suspension going into So maybe not, but we'll see. But how does it affect the Chiefs going forward? Are the Chiefs still the favorite in the AFC to to go to the Super Bowl?
0: Well, let's not forget that Tyreek Hill also had a uh, domestic altercation. Well, he choked
2: his pregnant girlfriend out.
0: Yeah, and punched her in the stomach, too. But, you know, I think... I think before we congratulate the the Chiefs for doing the right thing, nobody's <clears throat> congratulating the Chiefs. And Nobody, to, yeah. you know,
2: they've always had issues. Always, that's what they're, I, they're just I trying just to get ahead of a bad
1: situation. Right. They, they have again. Lawrence Phillips on the team. Not only not only <laughs> that,
0: but it's but it's also. I mean, what do we always say? Uh, running back is is one of the most replaceable positions in in this league right now. Yep. you know they're a dime a dozen, and there's. Very little drop off, but between the
2: I think this does have an effect on the Chiefs because of the dyna- he's such a dynamic, fast player and a dynamic part of their their offense. And I just think you like you saw yesterday against the Raiders, Spencer Ware is not is not Kareem Hunt, and they yeah. even went and signed Charcandrick Wests. They re-signed Charcandrick West today to back up Ware, and then they have C.J. Anderson on on backup for him. It definitely but changes th- their play scheme. When Tenfold. the Chiefs came out last year in opening game one against Patriots last year and Kareem Hunt, it was his first game, and he broke out in the second half, you could just see the offense change because of the speed. Oh yeah. Without Kareem Hunt, the, the running game is easier to stop, and then you can focus your more attention either on Tyreek Hill. T- Tyreek Hill right. did nothing yesterday or Kelsey. You gotta kinda pick your poison there, but it's not a three headed monster. It's right. not Kelsey You're Hill not gonna dedicate Hunt. a
1: linebacker to fully spy on on where right. like you do Hunt. You know, Tyreek is going to be doubled more now. You can check Kelsey at the line because you feel like you can rush at Mahomes now because that guy's just not going to hit you on a delayed running back and just break out the game. Right. Where is not – that's definitely not the guy that Hunt is.
2: So I think it definitely takes the Chiefs down a peg as far as going to the Super Bowl. And I told you before, I don't think – I think the league will do whatever they can to keep the Chiefs out of the Super Bowl because this is not a topic of discussion you want for a league that's so image-conscious – after the anthem protest last year and the Colin Kaepernick stuff, they don't want a team with two, with the known for beating girls. Going for talking for two weeks going into the Super Bowl. They don't want that. That's the last thing they want. So they're going to do whatever they can to keep the Chiefs out of the Super Bowl this right. year. Whatever kind of referee help they can give them, not calling offsides, calling offsides, whether it's pass interference, penalties down the field, yeah. for four or against them, whatever they can do, they're going to try to prevent the Chiefs, I think, from making the Super Bowl. And so as a Pat Steelers fan, that's good for us.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Don't
2: you agree? Don't you agree that the NFL will do whatever they can to keep the Chiefs out of the Super Bowl? You don't want that. You don't want that that being any topic. You want the Super Bowl
1: to be what's good about football, what's good about the players, not what's why is it so bad. Right. I definitely agree to that. And you know, I mean, this is this is the Roger Goodell NFL league. And they will find any way possible, like you're saying, and they're going to keep this. uh, It changes the scope. It changes the scope of the AFC playoffs dramatically. So, as so Patriots
2: fan, makes me feel good. It's going to make Colt, him feel McCoy good, too, as a Steelers fan as
1: well. He can't even walk. It's too bad. That guy, oh. I, I, I like Colt McCoy. Oh, he's University of Texas, of course. So.
2: Alright, so let's get into the games of the week. So,
1: we had Baltimore, Lamar
2: Jackson go win at Atlanta, 26-16. to 16. Takeaway from this game is that Baltimore wins their third in a row under Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco is supposed to be back this week. Jackson, again, you know... I don't think he's gonna withstand the rest of the season or a full season running the ball seventeen to twenty two times per game, which he is right now. Right. And, you know, he doesn't RG3 throw as well. Part two. What do you think happens this week? They go to Kansas City. Do you think they start Flacco or do you think they start Lamar Jackson? I think you gotta stick with Jackson I still. I do
1: too. Yeah. You to start this out the yeah, no I mean, unknown upside. Even even with them going in and beating a depleted Falcons team, that's still going into Falcons and playing the Falcons, a lot of a lot of people were picking against them to lose <laughs> that game. Yep. They rose up to the occasion. None of us would have been surprised if the Rays had lost that game and it was just a blowout or, you know, edged out by, you know, seven and a half, eight points. So for them when that game is huge. So I think you still have to ride that Jackson training tool. You know, it, it goes south. If it goes south. I think the only way it's going to go south is by injury because of the way this kid, you know, just throws his body around the field. He's got to protect You know, even you Michael know. Vick coming out this way, like you got to tell this kid to, like, slide yeah. or get the hell out of out bounds. He goes this. And, and I, is, you know, is that... A stereotypical thing to do with athletic black quarterbacks, not protect them, utilize their athleticism, and make them feel like they're almost expendable. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I just, I go back, even like back to the Randall Cunningham era, just Uh, like how these... take beatings, yeah. Just beatings, but these guys just like, yeah. But I understand like they they run these flex open, you know, RPS, like schemes in college but there's got to be a transition to turn these guys into true pocket quarterbacks and but i just feel like they're almost treated like running backs like we'll carry you for three or four years and if you just get hurt we'll throw you to the wind and move on the panthers have really tried to buck that trend though
2: by trying to get Cam into more of a pocket passer, and each year they kind of revert back. And you know, one one year they'll they'll get him more into a passer. The next year they'll be like, all right, we'll get him running again. Right. But he's different because he's so big. He's, he's a yeah, monster. He's bigger say, than the linebacker. He's a monster. Bigger, I mean, he's a monster. He's a monster. He's, he's just so hard to take down. But you're right. A lot of the young the young black quarterbacks, yeah, they, they take a beating.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. So we have Baltimore now seven and five. Atlanta now four and eight. Next game on the on the docket is Denver. Beating, going into Cincinnati and beating Cincinnati 24-10. A.J. Green's return was short-lived. He left with a foot injury, and now he's going to be out for the rest of the year undergoing surgery. Uh, it certainly looks like Cincinnati is done. They're big underdogs going into San Diego night, this week. Denver is a team on the rise. Watch out playoffs. Things. Their schedule is easy. They are 6-6 six and six now. Uh, I could easily see them winning the last four games and finishing ten and six.
1: I almost wish making the playoffs. Barkley wasn't having the year he's having because Lindsey is just killing it. That kid is just well. Barkley. Well, part of
2: the thing about Barkley is he's such an athletic freak, right? You know, Lindsey is undersized and he's just just a workhorse. Just quick and he's a hometown kid from Colorado State.
1: Smart kid. Yeah.
2: All right. The next game on the docker was the Rams off a bye week, winning at Detroit, thirty to sixteen. It was a close game until the fourth quarter. Uh, late Todd Gurley touchdown uh, made it open the game up a little bit, but the Rams didn't really miss a beat with the bye week. Look, like I thought they would.
1: Yeah, we thought this was a trap game for them to lose. We
2: did. Uh, Arizona goes into Green Bay, wins 20-17. to The late Aaron Rodgers comeback falls short, and then Mason Crosby misses a 48-yard game-winning field goal attempt to try and tie the game and send it into overtime. And less than an hour later, Mike McCarthy, coach of Green Bay, gets fired.
1: Rogers gets what he wants. Yeah. You know. A lot of murmurs in that organization that he wanted him out. He wanted he wants a young quarterback in like a McVay to let him try to pretend to be a Mahomes and and, and you know, act as if he's not been in the league forever and still be this heroic quarterback that just gunslings it everywhere. So you were telling me about um Chamorro. Mark Chamara. Coming out on, on a local radio. Talking app. some trash about Rodgers today. Just talking about it. You call him. He was a former Packers tight end. Him, yeah. Called him a fucking prima donna. He, he's close to ties with everybody in that organization. Front office. And I, I felt like... It, it made it sound like in the article that that organization was almost split half and half. Like, let's just finish the season. Put pressure on Rodgers to perform. Tell him to shut the hell up. Just go through the play schemes and, and follow through with the game plan to where half the organization was like, somebody's got to fall because we're not supposed to be in this position. We're the because great backers. it was
2: McCarthy when he came in 13 years ago, and he got Favre. Favre was similar to Rogers in the way that he was always trying to make the home run big play, hit the Grand Slam. Yeah. And he kind of reigned Farve in, and Farve resurrected his career, late late in his career, because he followed the, the, play, the, the play chart and exactly what McCarthy wanted to do. And then Rodgers come in. They have early success, won the Super Bowl in 2010. Yep. But they've struggled since, and it's because Rodgers always wants to hit the home run and do the, does this. Oh my God, he's a bad man. His unbelievable throws things, but he throws the ball away so much. And you know, everyone has excuses as to why Rodgers fails, but they never blame anything on Rodgers. And I think it's starting to show that. Rodgers is culpable here, and he needs to start taking some of the blame. The problem is he just signed a huge contract in the offseason. So yeah. even if they wanted to move him, I don't know if they could. I know teams would want him, but are you are going to commit that much of their if your your salary cap to a guy? Even if it is Rodgers, at 36 years old, going into next year, he'll be 36? Yeah. So I don't know. I think Green Bay stuck with him. They know that. I've heard rumors that Josh McDaniels has a team of assistants ready to go, and... You know, he he could be the next Green Bay coach. I could see that happening pretty easily.
1: Could uh, be.
2: The next game is Miami at home, defeated Buffalo twenty-one to seventeen. Josh good. Allen ran wild, had a big game at quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He's it's got, a, he's, he's got, he's got upside, a so class, much upside. But he has small hands in the cold, and that yeah. concerns me. He's got rushing upside. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much it'll help them as a team win games, but the fantasy stats for sure. Um, uh, Miami's now six and six. So they're there in the playoff race. Still
1: in that playoff race.
2: All right. Probably the most entertaining game of the day was the Chicago Bears at the Giants. Giants three and eight going into the game. One thirty to twenty seven. Now four and eight. Game win in overtime. Odell Beckham throws a touchdown pass, then catches a touchdown pass, and then doesn't put any effort into catching the onside kick and gets called out for his hustle and effort after the game. <laughs> um, but this was an entertaining game because after that happened, the Bears went down and it was they were down twenty-seven to twenty, and they did the Chicago Philly special play where Terry Cohen throws a touchdown pass to Anthony Miller, ties up the game 27-27. Yeah. Um, of course, the Giants win in overtime. But it was a good, it was a good game. It was exciting. That was an entertaining
1: game. I, I, I thought that was going to be a blow-up on the Bears side. Giants are playing strong. There's 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 a lot of positive things to look offensively for the Giants. There's no quit. Yeah, no
2: quitting them. Um, one of the bigger upsets of the day, T- uh, Tampa Bay, 24 to 17 over Carolina. And I, the one thing about these games, the second time these division teams play each other in a season, the score usually goes under the total. And it certainly did in this game with a total of 55 going into the game, combined 41 points. Uh, Carolina's lost four in a row now. They're six and six and their playoff lives are struggling. Christian McCaffrey still running the ball like crazy. Uh, but Carolina's got some serious issues, and I don't think that they're, they're going to make playoffs quick. at this point, especially with two more games against the Saints remaining.
1: you got Saints-Falcon
2: Saints. Falcon, Saints. They, you sprinkle the Browns in next week. Yeah. That's not looking good for them. No, they're going to have to beat the Saints at least once. The next game was Indianapolis, who was on the rise, looking good. Andrew Luck had thrown three or more touchdown passes in eight straight games. They go into Jacksonville, and they lose 6-0 to zero behind Cody Kessler. Yes, 6-0. Six 6-0.
1: God, anything, anything can you imagine sitting game? through that game? Jesus. As a Colts fan, excited what you're doing this year, and you're sitting through that game. That just was just like
2: visual drama. Me. They were looking ahead to this week's game against Houston because yep. they're going into Houston this
1: week. I'm it sure it of a tough it. look. And that's that. You throw 52 times as mm-hmm. a quarterback, and you don't score a damn touchdown. You didn't throw interceptions, so you're a little upside there. But you don't score a touchdown after flinging that thing 52 times. That's sad.
2: Next game was Houston, 29-13, to won their ninth in a row after starting 0-3, and I hear a lot of people giving Houston credit, giving Bill O'Brien Coach of the Year nomination, saying he, maybe he should win it. First of all, I would just want to go through their schedule of wins since they started 0-3 to bring everyone back down to reality a little bit because it, it, the hype has gotten out of control here. Yes, Watson's good. Hopkins is good. The defense is good, but they're still the freaking Houston Texans, and they're frauds. And they're always going to be frauds. Wow. I, I
1: wouldn't say. It's top, well, I'm going to
2: run through got, the schedule here. You, At Indianapolis, they won 37-34. Do you remember what happened in that game? Indianapolis decided they didn't want to. They didn't want to take the tie. They said we're going to go for the win stupidly, and they handed the game over to Houston, and they get let them. Throw one pass and kick the game winning field goal oh, and boom. I'm I never thought, really you, I thought you
0: were gonna I thought you were gonna wait for to to do your touchdown dance for the-
2: No, I'm just going I'm <laughs> I'm going through the, the victories that Houston has had to prove to you that Houston is not good. So that was Houston's first win of the win streak. Then they won at home against Dallas, nineteen to sixteen. Okay, decent win, but Dallas wasn't really Dallas at that point. That no, wasn't Cooper. At home against Buffalo they won. At Jacksonville they won. At home against Miami, they won. 42-23, That
1: was come on. At
2: at Denver, nineteen to seventeen. That's a decent win. Hard to at win Washington, game. In Denver. Home against Tennessee. Home against Cleveland. Which of those teams is a real team that they beat? I think Denver at home. What's a real team? There is no like. There is no Kansas City here. There's no Rams. There's no Patriots. There's no Steelers. There's nothing of substance there. Well, Nothing. they they got a cake schedule the rest of the way, so we're not going to find out until the frauds, until the playoffs. No, I'm telling you. You're finding out right now because I'm telling you (laughs) that they're frauds. They can wear their varsity jackets. i got to come up another
1: bet. They can wear their varsity jackets to Foxboro,
2: but they're still going to lose again because they always do. He's worked up. <laughs> I am. I'm just sick of the Houston Texans talk. They, people, the, this happens, and everyone tries to talk Houston up. And guess what? They're still. <laughs> what is Houston? everybody? Come on. Is they're, it
1: wh- why? Why is there such like energy and hate for this team?
2: Because they're it, not good. Okay. Because their like, schedule's
1: tit. Okay, but understand, like you. I mean, the way you're going off about it's like so, they just deserve to be hated on for so long. They don't deserve the credit that they're getting. That's for sure. Wow. Okay.
2: Tennessee beats the Jets 26-22, uh, late comeback, the Jets had an early lead in that game. Tennessee seems to be getting on better on offense, they have a good defense, but they're still kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Not really sure where they are, where they're going, they are 6-6. Six six. Uh, Kansas City off, off their bye week without Kareem Hunt, goes into Oakland, wins 40-33. They had this game well in hand for most of the game, Oakland kind of made a late run, to almost uh, bring 17 all the way points back. in the fourth quarter I mean, 17 it's like points you don't in the lay fourth down quarter. you can you can kind of lay back but don't lay completely down yeah carr played pretty well um, but yeah Oakland showed some fight so these two teams don't like each other so that that wasn't too surprising uh, Seattle 43 to 16 Seattle's team on the rise with that good offensive line and Russell Wilson 43 to 16 over San Francisco
1: 17 um, pass attempts four touchdowns. One hundred and eighty-five yards. You know. they are just they're just spreading it out. it's always
2: tr- like twenty-five yeah. times a Yeah,
1: they're just fun to watch. I, I've always been a fan oh, I don't think wheel. so. I, I think they're boring. No, I, I like how they grind it. I don't know. They just grind it. And they just they they're just. You never know what you are gonna. I I just never know what you are gonna expect with them. They can air it out if they want to. In some ways, they can kill you on the ground. They, they got a pretty damn good rushing attack with those backs right now. Oh, their so, offensive line yeah. is
2: finally good. Yeah, They've always had a bad offensive line. Now they have a good one. All right, and so that wraps up the games. Well, besides the other the other game was the New England Patriots 24-10 to over the Minnesota Vikings. And I thought the Patriots played really well in this game. Man, it was a game I think a lot of people picked the Minnesota Vikings to win. I mean, the Vikings are in a very tough stretch right now. But this is just a classic Patriots, Patriots victory where... You know, a lot of guys played well. They came out with good energy right from the first play when Landon Roberts ta- tackles Dalvin Cook. I thought the Vikings were a little bit stupid to get away from the running game, and the first half they were, or for the game, Dalvin Cook was averaging over nine yards a carry, and they ran the ball only, I think, 13 times total for the game. But I know the Patriots were confusing them on defense, and the Patriots' defense is really coming along. Um, you got I, you gotta
1: like to see Brady getting out to White, you know, passing the, out of the back again, getting to him. He had a he had a great game. Yeah, you know, White three hundred eleven yards. Brady, that was it, it, to me that game looked like more like I haven't seen that energy from them in a, in a few games. They just looked like they were firing on all cylinders that there's game. Some, yeah, they're nine and three, and yeah. they're I, I'm enjoying it, and they're
2: exactly where I thought they would be, and the the run is not over. Everyone likes to. We've discussed this so many times. I'm gonna enjoy the ride because guess what? It's not gonna be here forever, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna enjoy it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna like it. And you can't tell me not to, and you no. can't tell me they
1: suck, and you and can't I tell me it's over until I see it with my own eyes. Because for, for me personally, I mean, Nesso and I were talking about this on the ride over here tonight. That you know, we you can't ever talk bad about the Patriots or talk them down until they give you a reason to, and they and they haven't. So we just got to keep our mouths shut right now. Yeah, <laughs> nine and three, and so next week. Is a hat and t-shirt game.
2: They can win the division, the AFC East. They can win it by winning at Miami next week. So I know the Patriots really struggle.
0: Aren't they 0-5 or
2: something? 1-5. 1-5. So let us let me bring up the stat that I gave you guys earlier. Okay, New England Patriots on the road since 2001. Games 13 through 16 of the season, which is the last quarter of the season. At Miami, they are 1-5. Against the rest of the league, they are 24-3. So Miami is a place that has given the Patriots problems in the past. But with this being a hat and t-shirt game, I really think the Patriots come out with a lot of of energy. They're going to go out. This is the first step in the Belichick plan for the season. The first goal is to win the division, and they take it very seriously. So it's always when there's a hat and t-shirt game, they usually come out and they pummel their opponent. And I expect that. With them being nine and a half point favorites against a six and six Miami team, people are gonna be like, "Oh, Patriots always lose at Miami." No, I think the Patriots are gonna beat beat them down
1: next week. Do you see possibly AFC division with Steelers, Chiefs, with what's going on in the Chiefs organization, Chargers slipping in and taking the lead out of that out of their hands? It could.
2: So next Thursday night is yeah. Chargers at Chiefs. Yeah. And then if the Chargers and Chargers win can- out. They and they finished thirteen and three, and the Patriots went out and they finished thirteen and three. Right now, so right now it goes down to the third tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay? Which is strength of victory. Now, right now the Patriots have over five hundred strength of victory, and the Chargers strength of victory is only in the three hundred percentage. But it'll go up because the Chargers still get to play the Chiefs and the Patriots still have to play the Bills and Jets. So the Patriots will come down a little bit, the yeah. Chargers go up. So the tiebreaker for that Number one seed between the Chargers and the Patriots might get a little tricky.
1: Yeah, and you're talking the last four games for Chiefs. Three are on the road. Go, I mean, they go Ravens. That could be a game. Ravens can win right there. They go into. So they play the Ravens they, at home. I mean, excuse me. No, they get they're playing Ravens at home. They're playing in Baltimore. And no, it's then, in Kansas City. Well, this this is wrong right yeah, here. Yeah, because I
2: was thinking I'm like, wait a minute. They've played all, almost all the road games. Three of their next four are at home.
1: Okay. This thing's wrong with her I'm looking at. Seattle. Seattle's gonna be a tough game for him as well. So it, it, that, that dynamic in that division could change a <laughs> bit. The Chiefs
2: have Baltimore at home, then the Chargers at home on that Thursday night, then yeah. they go to Seattle, and then they got Oakland at home.
0: We'll look it into the future. Let's uh get into picks. Already. Yeah.
1: Let's jump into that. It's been all football right now. We might as well finish out that yeah, way.
0: Yeah, close, close it close her out.
1: Alright, alright. <laughs> Picks for bad this week, though. It happens, Johnny. It does. This is a, walk. it was a crazy we'll, week. We'll walk you through it. All right, so l- what we got? All right, yeah, you set me up. I'm right, I'll set you, you up. We got uh, Jaguars rolling into Tennessee. Tennessee needs to win that game. How do you see that going Thursday night? What's the line? We got four and a half. Uh, Titans are getting four Or half. We're giving up. Excuse me.
2: Titans lay the four and a half. Yeah. Titans lay the four and a half. Oh, I'm sorry, I totally wasn't listening.
1: That's <laughs> just reiterating nope, what Titans I just said. Okay, sounds good. Uh, opening act Sunday, uh, big division game, NFC East. If this plays out, and Eagles win tonight, Eagles go into Cowboys to finish up the Cowboys three-game home stand. Cowboys are minus four. Come on, you're on that bus.
2: at <laughs> that line, the line is the tricky part. Everyone's gonna be on Dallas, right? Not
1: me. <laughs> of course not. Of course not.
2: And it's a letdown spot for them. And it coming it's off a game. big
1: win. This is where I the Eagles. Does what does it.
2: I think I think Dallas wins, but I think the Eagles wow. plus four. that bus broke down quick. No, no, no. I think the Cowboys <laughs> win, but the Eagles plus four. I right. like the Eagles plus four.
1: Okay, sounds good. All right, the uh, licking their wounds, Saints fall go into uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay getting plus eight in this game. I see. I got t- New Orleans minus nine and a half. But. Okay. I'm going through the CBS one, but yeah, okay. Nine, say let's go nine and a half. That's where it stands right now.
2: All right. Tampa Bay is playing better. I'm going Tampa Bay plus nine and a half.
1: They got total points, 56 and a half, but I'm seeing right here, too. I see yeah. the over on that. All right. Uh, ooh, this is going to be interesting. Falcon. Tampa Bay and under. Tampa Bay and under, Yep. okay. And then you got the Falcons uh, rolling into Green Bay with all that chaos going on. I I uh, got Green Bay minus six showing here. Yeah, I got Tampa. minus
2: seven. I'm blaming all the points because this is. I mean, if Rodgers is anybody, he's gonna come out. He's gonna throw four or five or six touchdown passes and be like, "See? See I, I told it. you to get rid of the coach. It's all you had to do is get rid of the coach." The problem is, Joe Philbin's now the interim head coach and. He's a sorry excuse for a coach if you yeah. remember him from Miami. Yeah. But uh no, I think Rogers will go nuts in this game. So I'm laying the seven okay. against Atlanta.
1: Sounds good. We got the Jets going into the Bills. Who gives a goddamn <laughs> b- well, who cares? Well Allen <laughs> looks cares? good, right? Allen's gonna rush all over him.
2: But lay the three. Buffalo
1: minus three. All right. Your Patriots going into the Dolphins. Dolphins riding a uh, chance at the wild card, six and six. Where do you see that going? Patriots. I told you the Patriots are gonna, they're gonna seal their fate that. They're gonna that win the division this game. All right, and they're gonna win it big. We got the Ravens going into the Chiefs. A lot of things going on with the Chiefs. Ravens. Lamar Jackson. You know, how do you see this game going? In I'm showing here minus six and a half on the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. Assuming Lamar... So, I think everyone's assuming Lamar Jackson's going to start.
1: You have to assume. Why, yeah. would, they, why would they take him out? I think that
2: out? Vegas assumes that, too, because yeah. that's why the line's already out. If, if Flacco was starting, or if it was unknown, I think there would be still no line on the game. Right. So... Baltimore's got a good secondary. They held Matt Ryan to like 125 yards passing. This is day. one
1: thing, if you can get to Mahomes, because that secondary can hold itself up. I like Baltimore plus seven. Yeah, I like that one as well. Uh, Carolina Panthers, uh, they're fighting for their life right now, and they're going into the Cleveland Browns. Browns plus one and a half is what I'm showing right now. Uh, again,
2: Greg Olson is now out for the season.
1: Ruptured Achilles, ten- ruptured plantar fascia,
2: foot thing again. So he's out for the season. He done. Carolina's going the wrong way, but I like Carolina here on the road. I think they they know that they need to get. They some wins, have to win. So this line
1: seems fishy though. But I'm gonna go Carolina. Okay. Uh, the head scratching Colts coming off this uh, loss to the Jags. They're rolling into. Your most beloved team, the Houston Texans. Picking the Colts here, plus five and a half. He's no way he's going to take the Texans. He's going to get 11. (laughs) Colts, Colts, Colts. New York football Giants rolling into the Redskins. Kind of interesting to see what the uh, Redskins do tonight. Sanchez in right now, 14-10. But that's going to be a big game for the Redskins next week. Who knows? Colt McCoy did not look good going into that locker room.
2: No. Uh, Sanchez, I'm going Giants here Yeah I like the way they're playing And I think the Redskins are just falling off a cliff
1: Right Uh, the The slipping, ever so sliding <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals Are going into the Chargers after a great comeback Holy victory Holy well, I'm showing, minus 14 I
2: got 15 and a half Oh
1: boy, so 15 and a half That's a whole different ball game right there A.J.
2: Green out for the year Andy Dalton's out Marvin Lewis gets fired maybe At the end of the year looks like it should might finally happen here. just to
1: clear space for Hugh Jackson wow
2: this is crazy that line 15 and <laughs> I can't a half resist. uh all right i'll go, i'll lay it chargers 15 charging and a half. Yeah. the bolts cuz right. it shouldn't be that high Cincinnati's yeah. not a, a pathetic team
1: but they've been playing pretty damn pathetically they
2: have been they have been yeah so yeah, I'll, lay, I'll lay lay all those lay all those points take the chargers
1: okay and we got the Denver Broncos heading into San Francisco. I'm showing 49ers are getting five and a half here. I like Denver. We have the points. They're playing well. I, I think the
2: Denver's going to sneak into the playoffs.
1: Does Keenum stay on as head, as head, uh, head QB? <coughs> Starting QB in well, next I year? Well, I think they're
2: going to continue to look for a QB.
1: you got to like how he's kind of stepped My up God, this they're season. Coming out of the draft, yeah. I think they're going to look for a QB, but... Yeah.
2: No, he's playing a great. He's playing like a you know point guard running the offense. Yeah, you know, they're really doing a good job running the ball with Lindsey. The defense is solid, and you know Denver might be a tough out early in the playoffs. For whoever has to play him.
1: Interesting game here with the line. You got Nesto Steelers heading into uh, the Raiders taking on them, and Raiders are getting what I see here eleven.
2: Yeah, I'll take I'll take Pittsburgh
1: in the bounce spot, cupcake spot here. Okay, uh, Detroit Lions. Going into Arizona, Arizona getting plus two and a half. That's a it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I figured Christian that line Kirk, would be almost the same. Christian Kirk's even. out for the season.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, Arizona won at Green Bay, which Green Bay really stinks. Um,
1: yeah, I'll go Arizona here. All right, Arizona it is. Uh, my most anticipated game going into this week. Uh, we're talking about the Sunday night game. We have the Rams going into that defensive juggernaut, meaning the Chicago Bears. Bears are plus three.
2: Yeah, this line I. That's a weird to be line, bigger, are you, right? right? Didn't you expect it to yeah. be bigger than that? Absolutely, something's fishy there. Are the Bears really going to beat the Rams?
1: I I like it being a prime time game. I like the cold weather game. Rams going in. I I. So I Eve's
2: back now, and they they looked yeah. good on secondary. Back-to-back road games, having to travel for the Rams, having to go back to Detroit last week. Now they have to yeah. go to Chicago. I mean, I, I, I mean, for me, I don't see how you can't take the Rams minus three. Yeah. But that line is fishy.
1: That's interesting. It'd be interesting to see how much it changes before that game shows up. Right. to come off the three. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Monday night game, we'll be uh, watching when we're doing our next podcast. We got the Minnesota Vikings going into the red-hot Seahawks right That's now. A playoff game. Yep, and that is uh, minus three and a half for the H- Seahawks.
2: Minnesota, plus three and a half. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. How can I argue against you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All well, right. I feel like the easy pick there, like the night before, is Seattle. You know, that's the easy pick, and Vegas doesn't give away money.
0: So. Yeah. Well, uh, clearly everybody had a stellar week last week, if you were <laughs> betting on our picks. Uh, so... Still in the ninety-six percentile. I That's know. right. <laughs> Again, you're gonna want to invest your entire life savings. Just a little disclaimer: these are uh, to be taken Uh-oh. as fact. Oh, oh man! With it. <laughs> Mark Sanchez just got creamed and threw and threw one up there that looked like it was sure to be uh, an interception. Michael before. Floyd broke it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. When a receiver becomes a defender. <laughs> Gotta love it.
2: Yeah, you can go down. So. As of last Tuesday, Sportsbook opened up in oh, Twin River Casino in Rhode Island. Yeah. So you can go play some bets and I We going down this I'm morning? working on plant. I'm doing getting down there. I'm Let's working go. on I I'm ready to Christina, go. I planted the seed.
1: Let's uh, go uh after the New Year at some point early. We got to do something. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to do I, I I've some never money. done
2: anything like that. I've never been to Vegas, so I need to I need to be a sportsman. We'll I belong in a sportsman. We'll club. get Nesto to
1: take a Tuesday off. We'll do a Monday night Something. podcast in the room.
0: Oh, man. That sounds Something. great. Yeah,
1: play us all our bets at seven. Yeah. The seven. A little follow up yeah. show next week. how that works out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: all great. right. I, I like the way that sounds. <laughs> uh, so re- remember uh, if you have any comments or complaints regarding the picks, please direct all those to <laughs> at Green Mountain Grinder on Twitter. That's at Green MT Grinder. Uh, and you can also find us all on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, and on Twitter as well at Green Mountain Sports.
1: The picks work. I'm driving a new car, but I'm
0: homeless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I spin
0: when I'm up. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll switch uh, switch gears here and get into uh, my uh, little NHL update for the week. Uh, Johnny, I love this when You sent me this text. I heard about it first from you. Uh, Bill Nye, the hockey guy, William Nealander. What's his That's his yeah, nickname, right? Yeah, it's it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's I, you cute. know, I don't think they're calling him that on the bench. <laughs> but uh, anyways, William uh, Nylander has been holding out uh, f- for the Leafs all the way uh, this year. They made it to the deadline. Uh, here and the Leafs uh, and him finally agreed to a contract, uh, six-year deal. It's worth 41.77 million dollars, and the way it's structured, it's going to hit the cap at 10, uh, 10 mil this year, and it'll be six and change uh, for the next five years. Now the deal uh, ends a holdout uh, at the 11th hour. Uh, Kyle Dubas getting the deal done with just under an hour uh, before the deadline passed. Uh, and it's another feather in the cap for the uh, 33-year-old GM, uh, who just this off uh, season signed megastar free agent John Tavares. Screw
1: the Leafs. Yeah, They'll find years. a way to lose. They always. Did you do. say 33-year-old GM? Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. So it's it kind of kind of a changing in the guard of the way they're doing things. There's another young GM in um, Arizona as well, and these are these are um, uh, like. Stats, metrics, guys—you know, analytics—and you know, analytics, uh, you know Baseball, Theo Epstein, but they have to, to overcome guys, the analytics. fact that the Leafs
2: are one of the the biggest loser franchises in all of professional sports. Yeah. So they'll always find a way to screw it up.
0: So the the interesting thing about this contract is it's going to serve a, as a benchmark for other you know second tier uh, stars. And and who are looking to get their deals done before the end of the year, so you'll see guys like uh, Carolina, Sebastian Ajo, and Braden Point in Tampa, you know, kind of kind of using this uh, to to negotiate their deals. It's kind of funny though because it, it wound up being a little underwhelming, you know, that he had this, um, you know, month long, month and a half long uh, holdout um, just to get, you know, six mil a year, so. But um,
2: doesn't sound too bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 watch out because now you're gonna see, um, you know, they'll have that uh, strength at center now, you know, in uh, in Toronto. So your division's about to be blown the fuck up. It's already been hard. Um. So, uh, Wait, your d-
2: your advice. Um. You mentioned Patrick Lane. I, I didn't know it was Line A. You mentioned Patrick Lane. It's Patrick Lane to me from Winnipeg <laughs> yeah. last week about his goal scoring streak. Oh, yeah, man. And so I went ahead and I made sure that all my NHL lines for DFS last week. I looked at his game long before that. He was a goal scoring machine. So I locked him in this week and he won me some money this week. Well, so I'll,
0: I'll skip ahead to that. Patrick Line's, you'll like this, November Reign of, <laughs> 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 uh, of Terror. Patrick Line's November Reign of Terror. Line, yeah. <laughs> in the NHL, capped off at 18 goals in 12 games and uh, 21 total so far to lead the league in the race for the Rocket Richard Trophy so far. Uh, he scored uh, two goals in a six-to-five win to give him 101 in his young career, and Laine reached 100 goals in 179 games, beating the former franchise record of 209 games set by Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, who did it with the Thrashers. Which you know, the side note,
2: he's out for the next four weeks. I'm getting to okay.
0: that. Okay. <laughs> is the fourth youngest player in history to reach the plateau, eclipsed only by Gretzky, Jimmy Carson, and Brian uh, Brian Bellows. Speaking of Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, the Kings um, announced today that he's being placed on the IR. He's expected to miss at least four weeks. And I'm saying at least four weeks because let's not forget the fact that he's, what, 37 years old? Yeah. So, uh for ankle surgery irredeemable douche nozzle Tom Wilson uh, will not face supplementary discipline for his attempted murder (laughs) of the (laughs) devil's (laughs) Brett Senny. I Uh, don't think
2: that it was that bad
0: it was uh, when you take into account who it is and what he does
2: yeah
0: you know and it was a blindside hit to the head on Friday for which Wilson was ejected Uh, true to form Wilson seemed very confused why it was even a penalty (laughs) he's such a clown (laughs) Uh, The Buffalo Sabres winning streak has been ended at 10. Uh, They fell to the Lightning, both the Lightning and the Panthers, although a win tonight against Nashville could place them back on top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, The scoring depth of the team and the play of goalie Carter Hutton continue to impress me, at least. Uh, Again, I got to see them while I was in Pittsburgh, and they just – Fast. They're fast, and they're hungry, and they look like a team on the rise. Um
1: Are they the the Golden Knights of this year? What what the Knights did last year?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of teams that are kind of overperforming. Carolina's overperforming. Buffalo's overperforming. Teams that we thought would do well uh, this year. Yeah, kind of falling off. My Penguins certainly being among that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The Flyers hired uh, Chuck Fletcher as their general manager, succeeding Ron Hextall, who was fired last week. Uh, Fletcher's experience includes serving as the Minnesota Wild GM for uh, nine seasons, uh, including six playoff runs. He was fired last season after an early uh, exit from the playoffs. And he's also served as assistant GM for the Penguins, Ducks, and Panthers. Now, I don't know if you saw this in the Twitterverse. Uh, Red Wings forward Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, was suspended two games by the NHL today for his sucker punch of Matt Calvert of the avalanche from the bench on Sunday.
2: didn't.
0: You didn't see that? You got to check it out. It's pretty wild. So uh, Calvert had been knocked against the the Detroit's bench, you know, from the center of the ice uh, sometime in the third period. And the Detroit players, you know, which happens when you get knocked into the bench, they fuck with you a little bit. They'll grab your stick. They'll hold on to you. They'll face wash you, and that kind of thing. And so... Um, they were grabbing a hold of his stick, preventing him from rejoining the play. And so, as the scrum ensued, because he goes back in there he starts, you know, basically fighting the bench, trying to get his stick back, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, bare fisted, delivers an uppercut straight into his face. Just a na you never want to see that a guy on the bench, you know, affecting uh, somebody who's in the play, in the field right. of play. Uh, at least personally, I think that's a pretty big scumbag move. Uh, so the violent gentleman himself, uh, sentenced, Cal- uh, George Perros sentenced Matt Calvert to, uh, two games. Um, fun little pin in it, too. The Avs ended up winning 2 nothing. so all for naught. Uh, finally, uh, some exciting news. The NHL on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, tomorrow, is expected, uh, to announce... The 32nd expansion uh, team uh, in Seattle. The Board of Governors meeting, which will be held in uh, Sea Island, Georgia, is expected to award the franchise rights to the Seattle Ownership Group of David Bonderman and Jerry Bruckheimer. Yes, that Jerry Bruckheimer. I was going to
2: say, Bad Boys Jerry Bruckheimer? Hell
0: yeah, man. Excuse me, Transformers Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the franchise will launch in either 2020 or 2021, although I'm hearing uh, it's more likely 2021 due to everything they got to do. So the team itself is going to cost $650 million. Uh, current estimates for the construction of Key Arena currently sit at $750 million, And an additional $70 million needs to be set outside for a state-of-the-art practice facility. Now, the 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 interesting thing about all of this too is that this is all being privately funded. Um, like the city of Seattle is not putting anything down for this, so it's exciting. We'll get we'll get to even out the uh, the conferences. It's been a little awkward, um, you know, last year with Vegas coming in and only having yes, that
2: should be cool to have Seattle thirty
0: one teams. teams. So yeah, we a name be, yet? Um, no, not not announced yet, but um. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Any
1: update on how long uh, Grabner's going to be up for the Coyotes? I saw that on yesterday. Oh, I mean, that man, that injury. was a nasty. Stick to the face.
0: Uh, no, that's one of those indefinite things. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully he's not hurt
1: permanently. You see his tweet. Uh, I think it was as a At good least day. the mustache yeah. is okay. <laughs> yeah, right there. I loved it. <laughs> All
2: right, but, a little bit of college football. Yeah, let's get Let's talk it. the Final Four. So the Final Four is set for the college playoff national championship. We have uh, number one Alabama who will be facing off against number four Oklahoma. Oklahoma, and number two Clemson will be facing off against number three Notre Dame. So the first question I have to you guys is: Did the committee get it right, selecting the Big 12 champ Oklahoma as the number four team, as opposed to Big Ten champ Ohio State
1: or the two-loss Georgia team, who maybe looked like they deserved it by play alone? By play alone, I think Georgia deserves to be there out of that division um i was I was talking to you earlier i was really hoping that somehow my longhorns go into that game your favorite bowl the dr pepper big 12 championship um and upset oklahoma they held well with him for a while just ran out of gas at the end of the game but if i think if texas wins there obviously oklahoma's out georgia stays in but this is where we argue all the time in college football if like it's still like Human interest in, in revenue and just trying to get you know uh, you know total views and, and marketing to well, make this these was things the work. the right thing to
0: do, Marty. I know. Oh my God! I hate this about college sports. I th- I you know I think there there needs to be. So you think they get it right? There needs to be like a they March Madness esque kind of have a real playoff. Have like eight teams. 12 teams, 8, 12, 10. I think 12 to 12.
2: 12 would be nice, but it's harder. I mean, I'll at least I'll take 8. But yeah, I would like something more. I'll cut, take, I would like 8. Cut I, two games. I want to see Central cut Florida. Cut two games out
1: of the season. Central Florida cookie. hasn't lost in
2: two years, yeah. and they can't get in. And it's ridiculous. And Now they're gonna get to play LSU, and LSU is kind of a letdown game for their bowl game. Just look at the size right of that down. campus. Look at the size of, of care, what they, they bring. I don't care. They deserve it, man. Look, this
1: is where the crookedness of college football right. will come into no play. There's no big money there. That's exactly. But
2: so, but the committee couldn't let Georgia in because of the two SEC teams, and you, then you don't have a Pac-12 champ, you don't have a Big 12 champ, you don't have a, a Big Ten champ, and you have two SEC teams, Notre Dame and the ACC champ. That's it. You can't yeah. do that. You're setting a
1: bad precedent. I think they couldn't be, do that. I think there should be two clear teams go in with a bye and you stretch that out to eight teams so ten you no them. you go Ten. ten. Yeah. and then you top two with the other bye yep i like that yeah you got the I'm new system the there we go
2: top two get a bye and yep. then the, the, and other eight in. the next eight they'll play each other
1: yeah i like that And then you give a chance for some of these smaller colleges to make their mark. But you know, there's there's gotta be a way for them. There's there's not gonna be
0: there there aren't gonna be these big markets and there isn't gonna be big money interest in these smaller college teams. Unless they get exposure, right, and the only way to get exposure is to earn the right to play in a big game, and the only way to do that well, is that, Central is to Florida, hide. they
2: won their big their bowl game. Who did they play last year in the bowl game? <laughs> bowl they games were are
0: meaningless. Big though.
2: underdogs. They're big underdogs. No, they're not meaningless. I disagree. I disagree. I like watch the bowl some games are big. Bowl like games. Like the Rose Bowl is big freaking deal.
0: Bowl games are meaningless, and that's why every year there are big blue chip prospects that sit out of them. No 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 that that
2: is a business decision on the player itself.
1: But right, like to, exactly. But to the, other, to the other eighty teamers. players on the team it matters a whole hell of a lot. Ugh.
0: Yeah.
1: And and you gotta think you gotta look back. I mean, I love when a small team a small college gets in, you gotta look back what was it two thousand seven Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma Sooners Boise. get upside by Boise State. Yeah. With the with the Statue the, of Liberty play. Yeah, yeah, and that was one of the most talked about games for, for years right. after that. You know,
0: so I've got. Can we just anger. talk about quickly for for one hot second how ridiculous the bowls are named now? You got like, oh, the, I love it. The the Tampax <laughs> Pad Bowl yeah, and fucking you know, Meow Mix, fucking the Playtex Wetlands Bowl. Jesus. You know, whatever and the, the whole... case
1: may be, but it's just it's marketing, and that's who they you get to buy in, and then you get to see those. need to have their names. Then you, you get, get to the s- Rose, the Fiesta,
2: the sugar. You need to have those. Like and and, they, and to their credit, those are stand that way, but the other bowl games should be that too. Like the like the Citrus Bowl and the, like what the
1: Cotton Bowl. Holiday Bowl, bowl. is always going to be, you know, it's what now the Big Twelve plays in with that, but the Cotton Bowl is now non existing because they play in Dallas Stadium. Okay.
2: So I've got a little bit of anger towards Georgia, and this is the second time, and the last three times they play, they played in the national championship game against Alabama last yeah. year. They had the lead. Hurts goes down with an injury, and Tua comes in and lights up the world on fire. And okay, Alabama comes back and win. You know, and then this time in the SEC championship on Saturday, they had a 28 to 14 lead in the third quarter. They kick a, they have a 30 something yard field goal, and they freaking miss it. They could have been up 31 yeah. 14. Tua goes out with an injury. And Hurts comes in to you know redeem himself, and he just saw it was, it was going to happen. But Georgia had that game, the way they were playing. They were playing better than them. They were yep. playing well. And I'm sorry, but Georgia, what the fuck are you doing, man? And the one... Common denominator is the quarterback, Jake Fromm. He shits his pants when when it gets to winning time. Yeah, like he plays so well to build the lead, and then it's like when, when it comes, comes to time to time, win, crunch time, he starts throwing it in the sidelines, and yeah, he, you could see it, you could see him get tight. Like, I don't like, want to make that mistake. I don't want to go long. Oh, he has so much upside, right and it was just so upsetting to me because I was wow. texting guys like, "This is going to happen. They're going to win. They're a better team. They're playing well. They got this." Two was out of the game, and Hurts, who can't, who's never been able to throw the ball right. ever, ever, comes in, and all, all of a sudden it's like and then so the game's tied 28 28 with two with under two minutes to go and they get the ball to the 50 yard line georgia does and from and so all they need is a field goal to win it they drive stalls out it's fourth and 11 on the 50 yard line and they fucking fake punt it yeah they <laughs> fake so punt why? it why? whose call is that you're fake punting it <laughs> under two minutes to go fourth and 11 28 28 fake punt what do you think's gonna happen you're not going to get it. Alabama gets the ball a
1: couple plays later, kick a field it's goal like in the game. Gift. It's like a gift. It's like when Saban snuck over to that sideline, hey, guys, I got to play for you. It always <laughs> you could have pinned me. him
2: on the one-yard line with under two minutes to go.
1: I don't get it. I don't. And taking I, it to OT. I was losing my mind at that point. I, was, I just Because I think we're just like everybody else, just want to see Alabama lose. Absolutely. Here comes the fake tears by Saban talking about his boy and how he redeems himself, and he's all in tears again. I'm I just want to choke. They've got five of
2: the top fifteen draft picks in the the NFL Um. last next year coming up. They've got talent up the gazoo. So you know, like, can some if somebody gets an opportunity to take them out, take them out, take them out. Yeah. And it just drove me absolutely crazy to it's see that fake punt. And I couldn't believe it. Idea. I stopped and I was like, What wait, you fake punting? I like I couldn't <laughs> believe my mind. And, like you can pin him on the one yard line, play defense, maybe get a turnover or whatever, and you take the oh, game OT. God. But yeah. no, they of course they and they the play itself too, where you just to pitch it to the short guy or snap <laughs> it to the short guy and run up the middle? What do you think you're gonna get eleven yards on that? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. That, that game pissed me off. So, and just a quick preview, I, my, <laughs> a prediction going into the bowl games, okay? So, I think Alabama is going to absolutely destroy, destroy Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I think the spread is 14.5. I, think I they would win take Alabama I'd right now. 22. But in the other game, Notre Dame is an 11.5 point dog against Clemson. I would take Notre Dame because Notre Dame sucks in these big games and everyone knows it. And I think this is their time you against think, freshman think. quarterback Lawrence. I think I don't, I don't know if to they're going the to win. They're going to cover the spread, okay. eleven and a half. And You're I would, I would go down to the sportsbook now and yeah. put the money on it now before it changes. Throw it in. Take Notre Dame plus the points right now.
1: Yeah. So, Clemson, and thank me later. So Clemson goes into Alabama. Oh yeah, in, that, in, the, in the national Valley. championship. And Notre
2: Dame might win, but I doubt it.
1: Yeah. So but I think that, they cover. How does that play out in your mind? Clemson, Alabama. I don't see anybody beating Alabama. No, I don't out either. this one.
2: No, I mean, Tua's supposed to be back, and that's yeah. big because the offense is, is
1: different with Tua. All right. Well,
0: before we head out tonight, I, I just wanted to uh, say my favorite part of watching the game last night was listening to uh, Ukenan Wosu introduce himself at the. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know when they're when they're introducing the defense and they're all saying their name and, and where you know where they went to school, and he goes, "Ukanooso, <laughs> <laughs> Tech." And then you also also tech. also a fun little thing too. Uh, ben also said Ben Roethlisberger Miami University, which I thought was kind of funny. That's where no, he went. No, he went to University of Miami, Ohio, not Miami University.
1: Yeah. He already forgot. Too many shots to the head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it? No, it's Miami University. University of Miami. Because U of M U-M- is University of Miami, Ohio. He's gotta look it up. I right?
1: gotta look it up because I think you're you're wrong here. Uh, and and wouldn't be the first time, but I, I. Johnny, I think next next week next podcast we gotta get back into some basketball as well. Talk oh, about some of these teams. Like well, I told you, the Celtics are going on eleven out of thirteen
2: stretch, and they just started stretch.
1: that. Here's something to think about, and we we'll talk about next week. The East top three compared to right now the West top three, who's better?
0: Oh, my, Miami my university. university, huh? Um, yeah. All right, fuck me then. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm is, a
2: a of University Miami this fan, is your so I, I know like like the Hurricanes are U of M. This is your number
1: and seven. This is your guy. God damn it. <laughs> That
0: would just be
2: too confusing.
0: Miami University of Ohio. Who the fuck would name a college that?
2: (laughs) Colt McCoy fractured his right fibula. (laughs) Dirty Sanchez time.
0: Did you see the play, though, where he fractured I didn't see the play. Oh, God, it's lame as shit. Like, nothing cool happened. He's Nothing just cool happened. Oh, no, okay. He's just running, and then he falls over. I don't think the Redskins over. can
1: see more, you know, bloody tears and, like, just no. gruesome injuries. On Monday the quarterbacks. Nights. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All uh, right, well, fuck me, I'm a stupid idiot. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah,
1: so if anybody listening and wants to throw down on any of our, you know, Twitter... Facebook, Instagram, talk about uh, what your thoughts are right now going on in the NBA because I want to get into that with you a little bit next week, Johnny. Just like some of these surprising teams, which I'm proudly patting myself on the back, still talking about my Clippers who are doing really well. Not my Clippers, but I'm claiming You're my Clippers. Clippers right now because <laughs> they're doing well. Hashtag but my uh, we'll get into Boston and what's going on with Jalen Brown being out. That winning streak, are they on their uprise? Are they figuring things out coaching uh, to? What's going on with the Warriors, dude? Lakers, fourteen and nine. Yeah. Curry, my Curry mind just right came there. back.
2: Curry had a big first quarter tonight. Yeah. But, but yeah, the Gordon Hayward had a big Saturday night, thirty-nine and eight off yeah. the bench
1: in thirty minutes. Uh, six Sixers going eight out of ten in the last games as well. They're yeah. on the you know everything's clicking for them as well. And I want to talk to you next week about that. You know Raptors Bucks 76ers compared. You know Thunder, what is it? Uh, Warriors and who Nuggets top three in the West. How that looks because rarely can you say the top three in the East can beat the top three in the West. That's kind of how it's shaping up right now. Yeah, East may be getting better. Yep. All
2: right. Oh, and Wednesday is a National Day of Mourning because George H.W. Bush died on Friday. 94th
1: president, if you want to talk about numbers. 94
2: years old. <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah. That's a 94, 94 years old, yes. Yeah, 94 years old. Um, but yeah, so stock market's closed. Flags will be at half staff for the following month. And that's it.
0: All right, buddy. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Green Mountain Sports. You can find Johnny at Green Mountain Grinder on Twitter. You can find me at Nasty Nesto on Twitter. That's no A-N-S-T-Y-N-E-S-T-O. And you can find Marty at the Greyhound bus stop Thursday nights. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night.